Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, but I'm sorry to report Rob is uh, under the weather today. My name is Mike Opelka, and I am thrilled, honored, and frankly, a little bit nervous to be sitting in for Rob, you know, with that intro saying it's not only got the great opinions, which I hope to bring to the table today, but the funniest, I, you know, who's going to be able to compete with that? So I will do my darndest. I, I will do my best for each and every one of you. Maybe you've heard me. I, I do fill in work around the country on radio shows. I come to you from a very conservative pedigree. I spent six and a half years in the earliest days of the blaze.com doing more than 3,000 articles on a variety of topics, various topics in the political spectrum, and covered CPACs for the last 12 years, and then got into the radio business on a full-time basis for the last decade. So I'm happy to be here, honored to be here on a day that is going to be filled with a lot of history, some of it irritating, some of it inspiring, and some of it you will just say, why is that even a story? But we will try and keep you abreast of everything that's going on halfway around the world as Israel is trying to retake all of the cities that were violated by the animals, the vermin, the demons— of Hamas. I'm not going to call them warriors. I'm going to call them exactly what they are. Awful, awful vermin. And I, I just hope and pray, yes, I do pray, that there will be a, a rapid surrender by Hamas. Israel is not playing around, and nor should they, after what happened. Now, here, here's my gripe. Of, of the day, my gripe du jour today. And you're welcome to join me and share your gripe du jour as well. It might be the fact that I'm here. Uh, 800-922-6680 is the number here on The Rob Carson Show. You can call from anywhere in the country. 800-922-6680. Here's my gripe du jour. This happened late Friday night on the East Coast. I know this because I I got the alerts late, 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 just before midnight on Friday evening. And since Friday evening, because I'm a news junkie, and those of you who are news junkies will understand this, I really couldn't sleep. I think between Thursday, or Friday night and the overnight and the weekend and last night, I think I, I finally hit 10 or 11 hours. And that's because this is... This is history. This is horrific history, and we have to make sure that we cover every aspect of it and that when the good people 
finally prevail, and I wish they will uh, sooner rather than later. I hope they will. I know Israel will prevail. That uh, I want to be there to report it when this comes to an end. Nobody wishes for war. And everybody wishes for peace. But to everybody who's telling Israel to tone it down, everybody who's telling Israel to take a breath, yeah, you don't, don't overdo it. I, I just want to tell you, shut up. I really want to tell you to zip it, to cement your lips together, to put super glue on your upper and lower lip. And I'm looking at specific members of the squad and hoping that they do that. I'm looking at certain members of the administration who have tweeted and then pulled their tweets after they realized, oh, my God, I said the quiet part out loud. I actually talked about telling Israel, uh, don't overdo it. Here's the story. The quote from Golda Meir. It's a simple one, but it makes great sense. You cannot negotiate peace with somebody who has come to kill you. You cannot negotiate peace with someone who has come to kill you. And that's exactly what Hamas wishes. And all you need to do is look at some of the rallies that have been held around the world in the last three days. The celebrations that were happening, not, not just uh, in Middle Eastern countries, but here in America, in New York City, in Times Square, in Chicago, in Philadelphia, in California. People that are allowed to exercise that, that brilliant, powerful First Amendment right of free speech are also out there advocating for the complete destruction of all Jews worldwide. And if you think it will stop there, if you think it will stop with the, the Jewish people of the world, you're very much mistaken. You're very confused. You're very misled. Because the story goes that these militant, evil vermin who are doing this right now, part of their mantra, yes, they wake up every day and say death to the Jews, death to Israel, death to America. But they also, and this is in Hamas's charter, they want Jews around the world killed, but that's only the beginning. What they talk about, what they dream about, what they plan to do, and God help us if they ever get any momentum behind it, is first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. Do you need to make it any clearer? That is the mission. That is the mission of these evil, radical demons. And I know there are folks out there who say, but, uh, but Islam is a religion of peace. It's a peaceful religion. It's a massive religion. Yes, there are somewhere between 1.2 billion Muslims on the planet. That's a, that's a lot. That's a huge chunk of humanity. 1.8 to 2 billion Muslims. Now, if, if just 1% of them are, are bad folks, if just 1% of the two billion are, are bad people, I think that means we have, um, what is it, a hundred million terrorists willing to fight and die for their cause? Uh, we're not going to be able to stop all of them. We'll try and stop them, but we're not going to be able to stop all of them. It's virtually impossible. 
it's a it's a noble goal, but it's not going to happen. So we need to let Israel do what Israel's going to do. We need to let a sovereign nation do what it, it needs to do to protect its borders and to protect its people. And I, I know the parallels are there. I know this audience is smart enough to connect the dots on this and see the story of the open border and compare it to our open border and what has come across our open border in just the past two years and nine months. What is it now? Where, where are we now? Over 7 million? And we certainly don't know uh, of the 7 million we have counted, uh, the unofficial count of the people who came in and where they came from. If you've watched any of the videos, you, you see what I see. The men of military age not coming across the borders with their wives and, the, and their children, but just coming across the borders in groups of men. Where are they now? And what are they plotting to do? And how will we ever get rid of them? The Biden administration keeps telling us that they are, in fact, uh, deporting people. They're not. They're not deporting people. Not even close. The GOP put out the House GOP, of course. It isn't uh, just the GOP. It's the House GOP put out a statement giving us information on what percentage of the people who have come here are being deported. It is minuscule. It's single digits. So the numbers are there, and I believe it's intentional. And I think that at any moment, depending on when the signal is given from maybe Iran or some nation, some rogue nation that hates America and now that we've given money to, they're going to call for time to, time to enact the plan, wake the sleepers, get the cells out there. It certainly looks like they are in New York. It certainly looked like they were in Philadelphia. I'm very close to Philadelphia where I live. I live in Delaware, a state that is the size, the size of Israel in terms of footage, square footage. We don't have a million people in the state of Delaware. Israel has, what, nine million? And then the West Bank and Gaza, Gaza's got two million. So it's a very crowded area. And if this uh, war goes on for a while, and I think uh, Israel plans on, on uh, waging this war until Hamas is done, wiped out completely, and you cannot blame them for that. I, I just came across an old clip of something Joan Rivers said about fighting these terrorists, fighting Hamas, fighting Hezbollah which that's another group we have to keep an eye on today because Hezbollah has promised that they will be get engaged and they'll start firing rockets from Lebanon, which they have. But we'll get into that. We'll get into all of it today. And as I said, you're welcome to join the conversation. We will talk about the latest from Israel. We will talk about what is expected to come out of Joe Biden's mouth today, other than the usual daily gaffe. He is set to address the nation around 1 p.m. today. Well, let's see. Friday, this happened. Friday night, then Saturday, then Sunday, then Monday. Yeah, waited about four and a half, five days to address the nation. Had this happened under Donald Trump's watch, under President Trump's watch, first of all, it would not have happened. But if President Trump had not addressed a massive attack on our greatest ally in the Middle East, 
uh, for four full days and change, the mainstream media would only be talking about getting him out of office, about impeaching him for not doing his job as a world leader. And the world is paying attention to what's going on right now. It's very disturbing. Uh, It's Michael Pelka. That's me. I'm sitting in for Rob Carson today. I do have some uh, other stories other than the international news. And, yes, we will do some of the appropriate uh, Joe Biden bashing. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. announced his independent run yesterday. I thought there were some very comical moments yesterday. And we also have uh, labeled Kennedy's campaign for you. I will share that analysis with you as well. And there's some real crazy stories that just might break Break the fever of the the news cycle today a little bit and give you a chuckle. But join us at 800-922-6680. I'm all caffeinated up. As I said, it's Michael Pelka in for Rob Carson on The Rob Carson Show. Rob Carson show. Rob is on vacation. I gave you fake news earlier. I apologize for that. The gentleman who was filling in is the one who is under the weather today. So, I, again, I apologize for giving you fake news. You are fake news. I'm sorry, Mr. President. It happens. It happens to all of us. But uh, my name is Mike Opelka. I am here for the day. At least I'll be here whenever you guys need me. We'll take care of business. I mentioned that the president, current president of the United States, oatmeal brain Joe Biden, is going to be speaking to the nation. I would have thought there should have been a Saturday night address. Last Saturday night, the president should have talked about this attack, this assault on our greatest ally in the Middle East and one of our greatest allies anywhere on the planet. But no, that didn't happen. And then I thought, well, maybe Sunday night. Maybe he'll do a little uh, a little 10-minute address to the nation between the afternoon football game and the night football game, the PM game. No, that didn't happen. Did not happen. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe Monday they were waiting because yesterday there was a bit of an announcement that said that the United States, the United Kingdom, Italy, Germany, and France have all put out a statement saying that We believe in Israel's right to defend itself. And I thought, okay, now they got the statement out. Maybe he'll then address the nation on Monday night. That didn't happen. And we're told that it's going to be today around 1 o'clock Eastern time. And these things never happen on time because the networks always want to wait for everybody, every city, every market to get in line. And they want to let them do their top-of-the-hour news so it'll be delayed, and, and we'll see them, the presidential seal set up or the White House Oval Office desk set up, and then Joe will sit down and, and give his address. Or maybe they'll go to that TV studio that you and I paid for. Yeah, we, we built a studio on the White House grounds in order to make the press conferences or the press events from the president look better. It's uh, smoke and mirrors, if you will. But I'm not expecting much out of this, and we'll debate on whether or not it's worth taking. 
But it's uh, kind of disturbing that nothing has happened yet. And why, why at, at 1 o'clock, instead of in, in prime time, when Joe Biden, President Biden, could probably get a greater audience? And I maintain, this is my opinion, I'm not a doctor, I've never examined Joe Biden. I have encountered him, I have spoken with him on occasion because I've covered the news and politics for the last decade on a national level and covered it, as I mentioned, when I was at The Blaze and covered all the conventions since 2012. I think he's got what is known in the senior community as sundowners syndrome. That at the end of the day, he starts getting a little testy. He starts getting a little tough to handle. And uh, we, we've seen it in the past. I have myriad clips of, of Snappy Joe, as we call him. Snappy Joe Biden, who would snap at a reporter, would snap at an auto worker, who would snap at a young girl. And, and I think they're very concerned that every day of Joe Biden's existence is the best day he's going to have because tomorrow it gets worse. So every day he's as good as he's going to be. And then tomorrow it'll be a little less good. And I really believe that in, in my heart. We've, we've all seen what age does to people. And in the case of this guy in just the last two years and nine months, we've really seen a decline. And if you go back to the old Joe Biden, you can really see the difference. Just last week, he had trouble telling us about the student aid, the latest illegal student aid giveaway. Couldn't really tell us where, where to go, tell people where to go to sign up. Studentaid.gov slash save. Now, some of that you have to put blame on his people who should know better. They shouldn't give him websites to announce because he gets lost. But today, uh, I'm sure he's on some sort of Red Bull and Prevagen IV ahead of this. So he's going to be all torqued up. He's got caffeine and sugar coursing through his veins. And they will have the speech on a teleprompter. And he's probably been practicing it since his uh, oatmeal this morning. So we shall see. I believe we'll have some insight to what he's going to say. There have been a few summaries that have been pushed out by some of the mainstream media who claim they get the copy of it, and it's embargoed until 1 o'clock or until he walks in front of the microphone. But we will find out. A couple other stories that we will get to. I mentioned Robert Kennedy and his big announcement yesterday. I think there's a lot of comedy to find in that, and I'll share it with you. We should also discuss uh, whether or not you think Robert Kennedy will take votes away from Donald Trump or from Joe Biden or from both. It's possible. It's possible he could take votes away from both in substantial numbers, and I'll explain why I believe this. And I think uh, my analysis is pretty solid. I'm not going to go way out on a limb and give you numbers, of course. He's currently pulling at about 14%, but we'll talk about that. We will talk about that. Uh, and I promise you the Joan Rivers clip. I didn't get to it here because I got off on a tangent. wanted to explain why I think oatmeal brain is doing the daytime explanation instead of having done it in any of the four previous nights. 
It's Michael Palka in for Rob Carson. Join us. Triple, uh, yeah, it's I like this. This needs to be the music playing in the ears of the IDF. And they're dropping their smart bombs on Gaza and rooting out Hamas from all of the hidey holes that they have stuffed rockets into. It's the Rob Carson Show. My name is Mike Opelka. I know I sound like a warmonger, but I am I am so upset about this attack on our great friends in Israel. Because it has global implications that so many in the mainstream media just are deaf and mute and silent about. They they can't hear it and they can't speak about it. They can't see it, even though it's right in front of their eyes. And it is offensive to those of us who grew up as trained journalists to see what's going on in the world of alleged journalism in the mainstream media. It is... Uh, it's an insult to anybody who works as a journalist, still works as a journalist today. So much to get to. I mentioned that uh, Joan Rivers, Joan Rivers has great advice. And yes, I know Joan Rivers isn't with us anymore. But Joan Rivers was uh, cornered by TMZ a, a few years ago before she passed away. She's been gone a while, though. So that tells you how long this nonsense has been allowed to go on. Joan Rivers at the airport... TMZ comes up and asks her a question about Hamas and Israel. Joan Rivers, this advice needs to ring in the ears of everyone who's upset about the what's about to happen to these terrorist demons. So I'm trying to get celebrity reactions to what's going on with the Palestinians and Israelis right now. Let me just tell you, if New Jersey were firing rockets into New York, we would wipe them out. I am so bored. If we heard they were digging tunnels from New Jersey to New York, we would get rid of Jersey. So I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, we'll do a partial truce. The Palestinians, you cannot throw rockets and expect people not to defend themselves. What about the... It's a it's a great 20 second answer that explains everything you need to know. And it's it's closer than New Jersey was to New York. It's it's really the next door neighbor. It's as if Canada were lobbing missiles into Michigan or Vermont and New Hampshire. Would we just sit still and go, okay? We'll just tell you to cut it out. We won't hit you with overwhelming responses. There's a second question here. Joan, there's a couple of answers from Joan Rivers. They're, they're all worth hearing. Billion casualty rates. Then don't put your goddamn things in private homes. I'm sorry. Don't, don't you dare put weapon stashes in, in, in private homes. And then we say get out. Of, of course, we're going to do it. So the, the response... To the question about the storage of missiles in private homes. It wasn't just private homes. When this discussion held, this was with the last lengthy fight between 
Israel and Hamas. I believe it lasted 51 days. This was when Hamas had had stuffed missiles, not just in the tunnels underneath Israel, but also in Gaza, in schools and in hospitals. They were doing what they learned from Saddam Hussein, and that is the human shield thing, where you think that your enemy, in the interest of of not being uh, called to task by the international community, they won't possibly blow up a school, even though it's being used to hide missiles and missile launchers. Joan Rivers had it right. The minute there's one missile, even close to that school, outside in the parking lot, that building is a target. That building absolutely should be gone, vaporized, and the maggots inside it should be vaporized, too. A little more, Joan Rivers, just because this is so good. Tell me, this this needs to be on every conservative outlet, and I, I'm sure Newsmax has this, too. Uh, I'm, maybe Rob's played this before. I don't know. Response normally is where the, where the civilians supposed to go. I don't care. They started it. It is. You're all insane. They started it. What are you all saying? They started. This. Yes, Joan Rivers is right. Yeah. What now? The, you're hearing this from uh, CNN, MSNBC, the the geniuses on the View, the harpies on the View, and I've got some View clips I have to share with you. Talk about View. It's cluelessness on steroids, and especially the ironically named Sonny and the doubly ironically named Joy. How about those two people? Their names are just 180 degrees away from what they are. Sonny, not likely. Joy, never, never. But yeah, Joan Rivers has it right. If you're worried about it, then you should not have voted those people into existence. And we never should have given a dime to any cause that supports Hamas. Not a dime. And yet here we are. Here we are. And on the subject of evidence, evidence connecting the dots here. My God, how much more do we need? It was uh, September 12th that the president of Iran was sitting with Lester Holt from NBC News and being asked, well, you're going to use the $6 billion. You're going to use that for humanitarian stuff, right? You're going to, you're going to get Band-Aids and food for, for people, correct? Yeah, but we want you to do that. Do good things with it. And, of course, now that the money had been turned over, the answer was uh, we'll do with it whatever we want to do with it, whatever we please. And you can just, well, the second word is off. And I'm sure everybody understands, but that's exactly what the president of Iran basically told Lester Holt and told America. This is uh, this is just so easily seen. And for anyone to say, well, there's no we don't have any evidence. It's like looking at all the uh, suspicious activity reports around Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the Biden crime family, which, by the way, we have a Biden update today that uh, might require a content warning. It might require some of the young children to leave the room when we get into the latest story from the Biden family. They got a problem, don't they? There is a there's a serious problem inside that Biden family. They're just not the people you would want to leave your kids at their house. I'm just saying. Just putting that out there. But, yeah, uh, the uh, 12th of September when UNGA was going on 
in uh, New York City, uh, the U.N. General Assembly. They call it UNGA. Sounds like somebody's having a digestive problem. UNGA, when the uh, Iranians got the word, you're going to get $6 billion. And you can, you can use it however you want. We would prefer you use it on, like, education and books and Band-Aids and food and medicine and stuff. And then they immediately sent money to terrorists. For every American who was a victim. Did I? <laughs> That's okay. We had, a, we had a ghost in the machine. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I guess that's a, a, a notice I need to take a little break here. I, I, have, um, I have one more little teeny tiny clip from Joan Rivers because she's just so much fun, isn't she? And our, our world is not as fun that, because she's no longer here. Here's the rest of the Joan Rivers at the airport ranting about Hamas and why you should just let Israel do what Israel's going to do. Israelis did not throw their bombs. For months this has been going on. How do you resolve What are you it? supposed to how do? You, how do you resolve it? How do I know? Because I have been over there. That's how I know. And I wish the world would know. And BBC should be ashamed of themselves. And CNN should be ashamed of themselves. And everybody, stop it already. You know, like uh, Dwight Howard tweeted from Palestine to get back. Selena Gomez tweeted uh, a pro-Gaza. Oh, oh Selena yeah, Gomez. Oh, yeah, that college grad. <laughs> I love Joan Rivers. I miss her. The clarity and the brutality with the clarity is so needed today. And we really don't have it anywhere. Well, you know, Gutfeld's got some funny stuff to say, but you don't have someone in Hollywood speaking truth to power like Joan Rivers did. She was the best. Thank you, Joan Rivers. From the grave with the wisdom. All right. It is uh, Michael Pelka in for Rob Carson today. On the Rob Carson Show. Uh, so uh, you're welcome to join us. I, I mentioned we'll get to RFK. And I also have a story. Is anybody doing Sober October? Have you even heard about Sober October? I got into a discussion with a friend about this yesterday. I know it's the 10th of October already. But we, we usually have dry January. But there's a push for something called Sober October. Have you heard about it? We'll discuss right around the corner. 800 922 Six six eight zero eight hundred nine two two sixty six eight zero. Mike Opelka in for Rob Carson on the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Mike Opelka is my name. Sitting in for Rob today. Thanks for being here. We know you have a lot of choices. And we have a lot of topics to get to today. It is the 10th of October. I hope you had a great uh, Columbus Day. I know there are a lot of people on the left who were losing their mind every time people said, hey, happy Columbus Day. So I said it often yesterday. 10-10 also, um, also was supposed to be Real Women's Day. Riley Gaines had this great idea to have a day celebrating Real women, you know, biological women, uh, humans with two X chromosomes. So 1010, she said that, you know, you got the uh, Roman numeral for 10 is X. And today is 1010. So XX, that would be a woman day. She came up with this idea. It's a great idea. And she was supposed to deliver a speech today at Penn State University. And they said, uh, 
no, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So uh, they shut her down. So cancel culture is still out there. I know there have been some moments in the past couple of weeks where we've actually had people who were standing up to cancel culture. We have parents who I think are going to be the decider in the 2024 election, less than 400 days away, by the way. We are getting very close. I know everybody's going, it's over a year. No, it'll be here before you know it. And I think parents are going to be a huge voting block, especially when it comes to what's being taught to your kids at school. So uh, to see that Penn State canceled Riley Gaines because she dared to speak the truth, something that the um, UK prime minister Uh, Rishi Sunak last week said to his party in their gathering, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. You can't do do anything about that. I went, wow. And then uh, the UK banned cell phones in schools. So the kids actually go to school and they don't have a cell phone with them. And what an amazing concept that only educated, I don't know how many generations of Americans and, and Brits forever. Going to school and actually paying attention in the classroom. So England banned it. Why can't we do that? Well, the parents will say, I have to be able to get a hold of my kid at any time. You can. You can call the school and they'll send someone to your kid's classroom. And they'll get them out if there's an emergency. I got to believe this is a good sign. And I never thought it would come from England. But the, I think the wokeness is on the wane. I know that sounds a, a, like a brave statement, but I believe that the karma hammer, which swung so far left into loony land, is now trying to come back to the center and get back to normal. And we see states like, well, we had the uh, Eighth Circuit appeals uh, court last week say that schools cannot enforce their ridiculous rules saying that if you don't call someone by their desired pronoun, that you will be suspended or expelled. That was thrown out. Schools tried to do that. So I really think we're starting to make progress, and it's because parents stand up. And then there's the school district outside of Philadelphia, where three Fridays ago, coming up on this week, three Fridays ago, more than 400 students who were fed up with finding boys in the girls' rooms they said, can we just stop with this? No, none of the girls feel safe. It's insane. And they walked out. 400 high school kids walked out. And the next week, the school district said, well, we're changing that rule. You now have to use the bathroom that, that uh, matches your gender at birth. What a concept. So there are, there are little tiny steps back towards normal. And we need to keep talking about it. And we need to make sure people are out there talking about it. The Riley Gaines thing really bothers me because uh, that, that was just a no-brainer for me, a real women's day. Well, what does that mean? You're, you're, you're ruling out so many people who want to be women. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. And if you want to understand where, where the gender thing really is, or if you have a friend that keeps saying, well, you, you got to let you got to let people who say they're a woman, a woman in their brain uh, identify as women. No, you don't. Here's how you understand it. Tell those same people when it comes to your food. 
If you want eggs and meat, go get a bunch of roosters and some bulls. And then when it, when it comes time to find eggs, your roosters, no matter how you dress them up, are not going to provide you with eggs. And the bulls, well, when it comes milking time, you're both going to get a real surprise. So I'm just saying, a little common sense is all we need. I know people say it. It doesn't make any sense that common sense doesn't make any sense anymore. And that's an homage to the late John Prine, whose birthday it would have been today, by the way. Great singer. Now, I mentioned Sober October. Apparently, Joe Rogan had something to do with getting this started, telling people to ditch alcohol for a month. I know we're 10 days into the month, but maybe you do 20 days. In the first week, they tell you, you know, it's going to improve your sleep. Because people who drink late at night, they may feel like that that last drink is helping them kind of close their eyes and go to sleep. But actually, it wears off, and then you basically wake up about an hour or two into what should have been REM sleep. But the experts, meaning doctors, are saying ditching alcohol for a month could lead to such horrible things as healthier skin, weight loss, better sleep, and lowering the risk for other problems like high blood pressure and heart disease. But consult your doctor first. I don't know anyone, anyone in my crew who's doing Sober October. Maybe Joe Rogan needed to do it. I'm just saying. Sober October, you have 10 days left. You can do it. You give your liver a break anyway, which, you know, it'll repair itself, which is a good thing. But so is a glass of wine a day according to my doctor. We'll get into that on another time. Uh, wrapping up the first hour here, it's Michael Pelka in for Rob Carson. I told you we'll monitor what the president's going to say, allegedly at the top of the hour. Plus, RFK announced he's going to be an independent. What happened? Does he have a shot? We'll get into it right here on the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Michael Pelka is my name sitting in today. Thanks for being here. As I said, we uh, wrapping up the first hour, and we barely got into this list of important topics. I guarantee you we're going to get through a lot of them. I'm just stunned, though, at what I read from Colorado State Representative Tim Hernandez, who uh, refuses to condemn Hamas slaughtering innocent women and children. I believe one of the answers he gave when pressed on it was, what about it? And now we're actually getting stories about the Hamas terrorists beheading babies at a kibbutz where they slaughtered at least 40 young children. These are demons. They need to be removed from the face of the earth as soon as possible. Opelka, in for Carson on The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Sounds Rob Carson. My name is Mike Opelka. Sitting in today, happy to be here, thrilled to be here, honored to be here. And I, I just don't know if I can be as funny as Rob. But I'll try and get to all the important news today. We're waiting to see if uh, Joseph Robinette Biden will give his remarks. They told us 1 o'clock Eastern time, but, you know, they missed that because they can't do anything on time. 
and I'm sure they're worried about him, and they're trying to make sure he's got his uh, fresh batteries installed and he's ready to go. And they're giving him one more shot of Red Bull. Maybe it's a monster energy drink today. I don't know. I say Red Bull because that's my drink of choice. Just happen to be a big fan. We are also monitoring what's going on uh, in uh, Israel in the war. The latest story, which I think should uh, should turn some opinions around anybody who's supporting Hamas. When you see the reports from the Israeli Defense Forces that Hamas has uh, killed babies in, in front of their parents and killed uh, babies and cut the heads off children. I, we knew last night there was a beheading of a member of the IDF, which should have been enough to inspire just a massive strike against every Hamas asset everywhere. But this butchering of children and women, it cannot be forgiven. It cannot. And if I'm wrong, if you think I'm wrong, please, please tell me. 800 922 As I said, Joe Biden is expected to deliver some remarks today. But really, what can he say at this point? What can you say? The whole world knows that this has gone on now. We're in the uh, fourth, uh, or is this the fifth day of coverage? If we count Friday night to Saturday night to Sunday night to Monday night to Tuesday, yeah, we're the fourth day. But it was more than 72 hours after Joe Biden was awakened on Saturday morning, by his own admission, between 7.30 and 8 a.m., saying uh, he was told then he started making his calls. And we've heard nothing, really. About a minute and 55 seconds, but no real response that you would imagine you would give to your friend, to to your your best buddy in the Middle East. And we don't have that. Not even close to having it. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I can't have any respect for this guy. I'm sorry. I, I know he's, he's our president, the president of the United States, but uh, he's a bonehead. And he's deteriorating every single day. And I'm old enough to remember when the left was telling us that uh, President Trump is going to start World War III. Remember that? They just went, they went out of their minds on that. And our friends over at Grabian put together a great montage reminding us of all the times that the left was telling us, Donald Trump, he's, if we make him president, or, or he's going to start World War III. Remember? Well, we were on the brink of World War III because Donald Trump took the worst possible option given to him in a slideshow. In this country, we have begun to overestimate the dangers of impeachment and underestimate the dangers of a deranged president retaining control over a nuclear hyperpower. We cannot wait around while Donald Trump is in control of the nuclear weapon. Your objection <laughs> to potentially going into World War III cannot be procedural. The biggest danger of the Trump presidency is that we are always just a Trump whim away from nuclear war. They say it's World War III, but I'm looking out my window. It's very quiet in those smoking craters out there. Has to be told that it's his job to avoid World War III. One Democratic congressman uh, sent me a note this evening and say this president wants this war. A future administration needs to find a way to put an end to the forever wars. And a new normal, and the new normal is forever war. 
But there's a you know big difference between ending the forever wars, uh, which he wants to do responsibly, and what seems to be President Trump's rather itchy Twitter finger. Now, I, there's an entirely other half of that video. There's That's only half of the comments from the mainstream media during the President Trump administration warning us that Donald Trump was going to get us into World War III. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I was trying to just remember all the way back to President Trump's administration. Uh, the North Koreans stopped testing nuclear bombs. Yeah, that, that was going on during the Trump administration. Uh, Russia did not invade Ukraine. No, that was on Joe Biden's watch. And now we have Hamas, a terror organization funded by and presumably based on every bit of evidence the Wall Street Journal has given us, uh, presumably guided by uh, the Iranians to attack our ally Israel and not just attack, but brutally attack, behead children, kill them in front of their parents rape women after you kill their husbands and rape them in front of the dead bodies. These are savages, subhuman people. And Israel should have no restrictions on anything they're planning on doing to clear it up. Because if anyone gives any aid and comfort to someone with Hamas or Hezbollah, they need to be wiped out. Wiped out. I, I, I'm stunned by anyone who, who can't stand up. Now, th- this happened earlier today. James Rosen asked uh, President Biden about supporting Israel and its campaign against Hamas. And he used a term that Joe Biden has been using when it comes to um, when it comes to the situation in Ukraine. You know, when everybody's asking, well, how long are we going to keep spending taxpayers' money in Ukraine? How long, how long are we going to do that? And Biden's answer is, as long as it takes, right? He keeps saying that. So James Rosen, of course, the brilliant James Rosen, and a freaky Beatles fan, too. He's got a lot of Beatles knowledge. Uh, James Rosen asked the question of John Kirby today. Up oh, the... Support is unwavering, rock solid. I asked specifically, is President Biden committed to supporting Israel in its campaign against Hamas for as long as it takes? And you understand that I'm using that phrasing because it is the very phrasing that the president has used uh, with President Zelensky in Ukraine. Does does Prime Minister Netanyahu receive that same assurance? I think Prime Minister Netanyahu knows very well, based on the conversations he's had with the president in just the last uh, day or so, how strongly President Biden and the United States and this administration stands with, with Israel. So twice, in effect, uh, the spokesman for the National Security Council declined to extend to Prime Minister Netanyahu the same open-ended assurances, as long as it takes, that President Zelensky has received from the United States in the Russia-Ukraine war. Yeah, so as long as it takes, but they can't answer that. Why? Why can't you answer that? Why? What will that do? What problem does that create? Why can't Israel get the same support that Ukraine gets? Is it because maybe? I don't know. Maybe Israel wasn't giving cush jobs to members of the Biden family. 
jobs that they had no business having or doing? I'm just saying. Just a thought. Let's uh, let's check out the phones. Monty is in uh, North Dakota and uh, has dialed in. Monty, welcome to the Rob Carson Show with me, Mike Opelka. What's on your mind? Uh, Michael, I always like hearing you on the radio. It's been about uh, three or four years since the last time I heard you, but you always do a good job. Listen, uh, the images that we are seeing on TV is coming to a town, a neighborhood, a house near you and me and everyone else. And, uh, you know, if these guys are worse than the Nazis. D- during World War II, they were allied with the Nazis. But, uh, you know, the images we see, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, when they're decapitating children and they're raping women and children and just doing and and, and they put it in your face they want you to see this i think that's worse than the nazis and you know what did we do to dresden we totally wiped it out and these people in america that are that are pro hamas these people are aiding and abetting terrorism don't we have a laws against that sort of stuff aiding and abetting this crime that crime and terrorism we're not doing nothing we have that, Monty, but we, we don't enforce traffic laws in big cities these days. Blue cities don't enforce traffic laws. Why would you enforce someone who is aiding and abetting terrorism? Uh, that'd be a, a longer reach to make it a case for it. But, you know, we, we just don't have any backbone anymore, which means there's no principles and no accountability. And I, I just wish people would see what's going on around the world where you had a a group of protesters in Australia chanting, gas the Jews, gas the Jews. Yes, that happened. That happened in Joe Biden's uh, world. And let's face it, America's supposed to lead the world. But when you've got protesters in Australia chanting, gas the Jews, gas the Jews, uh, we've got a problem in this world. And that problem is both accountability and Democrats in control with zero accountability wherever they are. Thank you, Monty. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, squeeze one more in here. J.D. is in uh, Elmont. Is that Virginia, J.D.? Yes, sir. Welcome. What's on your mind? Uh, this uh, thing going on between uh, Hamas and Israel. Uh, yes, sir. I've been a Bible reader all my life. And... Um, Israel has every right in the world to destroy these people. But I can kind of see the handwriting on the wall of what all Christmas call Ezekiel 38. Uh, they're going to destroy these demons. And then the world press, I mean, the liberal press of the world is going to take sides with Hamas. And that's going to lead to an allegiance between Russia, Turkey, Persia, which is Iran, and possibly Egypt and Sudan. They're going to evade Israel just like uh, it says in the Bible. And they're going to be destroyed. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I see where you're going with it, and I understand the historical perspective from, from the Bible. But I also uh, believe, and I, I'm going to play a clip. I have to take a break here. When I come back, I'm going to play a clip from the leader of the Anti-Defamation League. And he called out the liberal press to their faces on MSNBC yesterday. I will play it for you when we we return. Thank you, J.D. Appreciate you bringing the biblical perspective to things. It's Mike Opelka in for Rob Carson on The Rob Carson Show.
it is the Rob Carson Show. Rob is out today. My name is Mike Opelka, sitting in for Rob. Happy to be here. Honored to be here. Just looking over a couple of things here. I will get to that uh, clip that I promised you in just a second. I, uh, looking over some of the latest breaking news out of uh, Israel. There is video now showing the Hamas pigs. Pig is too nice. Pigs are too smart. We can't call them pigs. The Hamas vermin throwing a grenade inside of a crowded bomb shelter where people were trying to flee from the missiles. Hmm. And now uh, Hezbollah, funded by Iran, they're just they're like a uh, franchise of Iran, launched 15 missiles at Israel. So look for that to widen. And, uh, you know, we we need serious reaction from the world on this. But you're not going to get it in the U.N., which is a gigantic waste of time. And as somebody who lived in midtown Manhattan, three blocks from the U.N., for many, many years, for 23 years, I uh, can attest that the U.N. is is a mess. And the nicest thing I could say is that it is a proctological nuisance. I think you understand what I'm saying. So uh, the U.N. will be of no help. We need some kind of coalition. And I hope Israel just gets it done. Now, I mentioned this uh, this clip. This is from the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, a very large and powerful Jewish organization. Jonathan Greenblatt is the CEO, and he was on MSNBC yesterday. And he gave it right to them on MSNBC yesterday, right to their faces. It's astounding. Check this out. Um, tell us, if you will, just what these last few days have, have been like for you and why it's so important that you are appearing here today with the Reverend Sharpton. Well, so I will be honest and maybe a little more vulnerable than I normally would be. These have been some of the hardest days of my adult life. I don't ever remember a moment like this. Um, I have family in Israel right now under siege and being deployed to the front lines. I have staff who can't locate their family. I have friends who are gone. Um, And I think Ambassador Danone put it well in a context that Americans can understand 9-11, the evil that was perpetrated here. But the scale, Jonathan, the right comparison is Nagasaki. This was like an atomic bomb. And as 40,000 people were killed in Japan when they dropped that bomb in Nagasaki, so too were the hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people who were killed in Israel. And so while I am sad and cope, trying to cope, I'll be honest, I am angry. I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network, but I've got to ask who is writing the scripts? Hamas, the people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants. And I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. This is the most powerful language I've heard about Hamas, and it's happening right inside MSNBC on the on the actual set of Morning Joe. God bless this man for having the pelotas, the cojones, to say this, to look these guys right in the eye and say it to them. 
It is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women, who tear, kills children in front of their parents, and then brings them over to Gaza, who literally, we've heard all these reports, and we know these aren't just reports, these were filmed gleefully by the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes. Now, I, I have to stop this because as, as wonderful as it is to see someone inside such a powerful organization as the Anti-Defamation League calling out MSNBC and the, the left side of the mainstream media for normalizing Hamas and these terrorist evil dogs, how, as wonderful as that is, and you start hearing the, the horrible treatment of these women and these children and these babies. And you start thinking then, wait a minute, this has been just the weekend. Where, where were these people getting upset about the horrible treatment of the women and children and babies who have been trafficked into our country through the southern border by the gangs who have made billions of dollars in profits off the suffering of those people? the women who were raped repeatedly as they were trying to get to this country by the people who told them they were going to help them. There is a direct correlation here, not just in the treatment of the women, but in the numbers of potential terrorists who've been crossing our borders since Joe Biden raised his hand and swore to protect and defend this nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic. He's in violation of that pledge in my opinion. But this, uh, this is a, a very important day, Jonathan Greenblatt. We appreciate you having, as I said, the stones to come forward to call out the mainstream media because they are normalizing it. They are giving cover to the terrorists in Iran, in Hamas, in Hezbollah, in ISIS, everywhere. The media has a lot of power, but its greatest power is not to cover something. Jonathan Greenblatt made it happen. All right, I'm taking a break. It's Michael Pelka in for Rob Carson on The Rob Carson Show. Carson Show. Mike Opelka is my name, sitting in for Rob today. Very important day. Still waiting on Joe Biden. Now, they said they, we would hear from him. They, the White House, said uh, he'll address the nation at 1 o'clock. Just checking my watch here. East Coast time, it's one uh, thirty-five, and uh, no Biden. Now, we also got a notice from the White House from the press pool that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were just on the phone with Benjamin Netanyahu. Well, that's got to be troubling. You know, it's bad enough to have to talk to uh, Joe, but to have to talk to Kamala, I can't ever get it out of my head that Kamala, as described by the great Australian news anchor. The cackling nincompoop 
who is a heartbeat away <laughs> from the presidency, the comprehensively incapable Kamala Harris. Now, she's been um, invisible, really, in the last uh, five days, hasn't she? She had been out. She, Kamala Harris, the vice president, had been out on sort of a campaign tour going to colleges, predominantly historically black colleges around the country and trying to rally the base because the polling for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris of late has been dismal, especially when it comes to uh, people of color, POCs, as the cool kids like to call them. And so uh, she's been quiet. And John Kerry has been quiet. As a matter of fact, he hasn't said anything about the uh, attack. And remember, John Kerry was one of the people who insisted that Joe Biden needed to make sure we gave that billions of dollars back to uh, to Iran, that that had to happen. He's also one of the guys who supports allowing Iran to enrich uranium. So many things I want to say about John Kerry, but I can't say about John Kerry. So just understand that sometimes the pauses are filled with things that would be bleeped on the radio. But I have some kind of self-control. As soon as we hear from Joe Biden, we will share with you uh, what, what he's claiming, what he's stating he's going to do. I know it's important that you hear from the ladies on The View. I know it's it's vital. It's probably something that you, you've waited days and days. I'm sure that you, you got up on Saturday morning and you heard that Israel had been attacked. And because of Israel being attacked, your first thoughts were, oh, no, it's Friday or Saturday. And we're not going to hear from the ladies on The View for quite some time on this. So you, you had to wait until yesterday. You had to wait, and thank God the ladies on The View had had their um, statements ready on dealing with this. And you, you know they're going to side with Hamas, never mind the fact that this is a country that was attacked by terrorists. They're going to side with Hamas and the Palestinians. And as I said, the two most ironically named people on the planet, Sonny Hostin and Joy Behar. Sonny ain't Sonny, and Joy's never been joyful talking about what's going on here. This happened yesterday on The View. You know, for me, I'm not a geopolitical expert or anything like that. I've said many times my grandfather is Jewish. And so my... Wait, 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 wait. Sonny Hostin just said she's not a geopolitical expert. So why don't you just recuse yourself from any political discussions, especially uh, geopolitical discussions going forward? Wouldn't that be great? No. She's not going to do that. It would be great. But now she's going to attach herself like Joe Biden always attaches himself to everything. You know, he was raised in the Puerto Rican community. He was raised in the black community. And he's even claimed he was raised in a synagogue. Here's a little ADD sidebar of Joe Biden reminding us that he was raised in the synagogues of, of Delaware. I, uh, I might say raised in uh, the... Uh synagogues in my state. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Uh, No, you're not kidding. You're lying. You were not raised in the synagogues in Delaware. I guarantee you that. 
Remember he said he went to the synagogue that was victimized by the mass shooting. He never went there. There was a phone call, but he never went there, and he told us he went there, but the media gave him a pass. Let's go back to the ladies on The View, because I do think this is important. And again, sorry for my ADD moment, but I just, you know, I I want you to understand my perspective for sharing this. For me, I'm not a geopolitical expert or anything like that. I've said many times my grandfather is Jewish, and so my family has been roiling about this. What is what is terrifying to me also is that there is so much anger on the Israeli side. Whoa! It, uh, what? You you don't understand? You don't have, you don't understand that after your holiest holidays of the year as those holy holidays were coming to an end, that your, your, your neighbors, your, the terrorists next door, unleashed the most brutal terror attack in the, in the history of your, your acrimonious relationship with thousands of missiles, thousands of rockets coming across your border and overwhelming the otherwise impenetrable Iron Dome, which had been the envy of the entire world for, for years now. You don't understand Israel's anger at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of its people being killed and and God knows how many of its people being taken hostage and now being used as human shields. And all of this was known before The View went on air Monday. All of this was out there really since Saturday. It was since Saturday that we knew that hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of Israelis were killed. Because of this multi-pronged attack on the land and the air, on the seas. You don't understand the anger? You have no idea of the anger? Okay, I'll let you continue. Ironically named Sonny Hostin. Arguably correctly so, because they've oh. never seen this kind of massacre. On- oh, now you say arguably correctly so. Okay, okay, continue. Maybe I jumped the gun, Sonny. Maybe I should apologize to you. Let's see land in 50 years but now you have a defense minister that is saying we are going to close the strip and put 2.2 million innocent civilians in the gaza strip and we're going to launch an offensive against those 2.2 million people half of which are children okay time out the israelis gave gaza warning they told them Saturday, we are going to unleash hell. We are going to bring hell to Gaza. Now, if I'm living in one of those, um, one of those apartment buildings in Gaza, and I know that uh, Hamas has a hideout next door, and I've seen the schools that store the missiles, I know where the tunnels are, and I hear that, oh, Israel's, Israel's pissed off, and they're coming, And they're coming in strong. They're gathering tanks and 360,000 reservists have been called up. And it takes a while to line up all the logistics because, you know, with the tanks, you got to have fuel trucks there. And with the, the soldiers, you have to have food and ammo. You have to have logistics to support a 360,000 troop incursion attack. So Gaza had warning, like three days warning. And then it was on Sunday that Netanyahu came out and said, well, we're going to shut off the water. We're going to shut off the electricity. 
So get out. Get out. When Israel was getting ready to take down some of the buildings that they took down in Gaza, here's what they do. And it was I witnessed this watching it on Al Jazeera. They first send in a, a very high-tech guided rocket that hits the roof of the building. That's like throwing a firecracker before you throw a couple sticks of dynamite. So you watch this little rocket come in and it goes on the roof. And that tells everybody inside, all right, everybody out of the pool, you got 10 minutes. You better get out. You got 10 minutes. The big one's coming. And sure enough, 10 minutes later, Israel sends in the eliminator. And that is just now rubble. That entire building is rubble. This is not what Hamas did. But Israel has given them warning. Days, you might even say. But I'll let Sonny Hostin continue because I, I feel like I rudely cut her off. Providing no food, water, or electricity. I understand there are losers on both sides of this, and they're civilians. Why, minds much better than mine, have tried to figure out a way for peace in the Middle East. I pray. I thought, I, I thought Jared Kushner was supposed to do her. Yeah, I, so, so allegedly. Was that supposed to be funny, Joy Behar? I thought Jared Kushner was supposed to do it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Abraham Accords were considered historic. President Trump negotiated the Abraham Accords that brought peace to this region, that brought the first steps towards normalizing relationships between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Think about that. So you, you keep mocking it. Ironically named Joy Behar. Shame on you. Shame on all of you. And for Sonny Hostafer, you know, my grandfather was Jewish. Well, what are you, Sonny? Do you have any faith? Is there any guiding light inside you other than what the Democrats put out in their talking points every day? I don't think so. And you can't understand how the Israelis feel. We really don't know how many people were killed by Hamas in the initial raid. Not yet. It'll take some time because Israel had to root out the terrorists that gotten entrenched in some of the small towns. And now Israel claims they've got control of the border again and 21 cities have been uh, put back online with Israel. And now comes the cleanup. Taking apart Gaza. And I, for one can't wait to see it and hope it's done soon. But I certainly think that uh, Iran and the rest of the world are not going to let that happen quickly. All right. Uh, we have some reaction from some presidential candidates and we have um, the newest presidential candidate for the independent party, Robert Kennedy. We still have to get to that. And of course, your phone calls, 855-83. No, that's not. It's 800. What am I? What sheet of paper am I looking at? Uh, 922-6680-800-922-6680. I'm the new guy. I, I get one of those per day, I think. It's Mike Opelka in for Rob Carson on the Rob Carson Show. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. 
That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back.